0: AI's coverage of Red Sox Winter Weekend is co-sponsored by McFarland Energy, the heating, cooling, and bioheat delivery pros that Eastern Mass and all of Cape Cod depend on. At McFarlandEnergy.com by the EL Harvey Companies, including NOS Disposal and Mega Disposal, your local trash collection and recycling providers. And by Aviva Tractoria, Italian inspired, locally made from fresh, whole, locally sourced ingredients. Still known as Bradfoe with the radio version of his daily Odyssey podcast, Baseball Isn't Boring. Baseball isn't boring. Baseball's not boring to me. Baseball is not boring. It's not boring on a podcast, and it's damn sure not boring on the radio. And either way, it's streaming on the Odyssey app. It's Radio B.I.B. on W.E.E.I.
2: All right, yeah, this is Rob Bradford from Winter Weekend, and we have the baseball live. Live. This is not a podcast. Live. This is live, and we have. Fortunately, we have. You may know him as a former pitcher for the Red Sox. I know him as the baseball and boring gambling expert, um, and he does a lot of things well. And I think that this is another example. Pap. Jonathan Papelbon. But see, you're starting to learn how to gamble, right? In a well, you're teaching me because you just you just got me pretty good. Well, well, here's the thing. I could have just said to you, I said, Pat, will you go over and throw? And that's a – I know what is going – the straw that stirs a drink in your head when it comes to doing things. Yeah,
3: and you also know when to bet, which is also key, because Mm -hmm. you know I've been up for two nights straight. (laughs) That's right.
2: And I've got a lump on my head, (laughs) and I can't see straight right now. All right, so just to set the scene here, um, Jonathan Papelbon, uh, his career has officially evolved. He used to be a pitcher, and now he is a late-night talk show host and gambling expert. You know how I know this? Because we just – Bet him, or we just had a bet, a hundred dollars toward the Jimmy fund, uh, that he said that he could throw 85 or better. The cage the throwing cage is about 30 feet away from us, so it was too good to pass up. Jonathan was here, Pap was here, Cinco Ocho was here. He walked over, he took the bet, he said, I can throw 85 or more. It was just a couple years ago, Pap. You were clocked at what? 92. 92 in the first pitch of a playoff game in 2021. Four years ago, though. And I had sleep. Uh, my, my math would suggest it wasn't four years. Three? Ago. Whatever. So anyway, no. uh, yeah, you keep coming back to sleep factor. There's a lot of I excuses mean, come.
3: No, I mean, there's, they're not excuses. A, it was a very – you had a lot of value to your bet. And, and knowing that, you know, I have not been asleep
2: and I'm possibly still drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in all honesty – how is that any, great. I, I, I got to hand it to you. That's how, a good job. How, how is it, how, you got me. How is that any, that any different than when you were playing? Very true. Fair Very point. True. Very <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so like we were saying, he went over. The crowd followed him. There was a huge crowd. We appreciate everybody getting into it. Three pitches. I gave you three pitches. 77. 80 was my highest. 80 was your highest. Back yeah. to 77. You wore yeah. down. But hey, it's something to – I think it, what we have here, Pap, is the opportunity to work towards something, right? And what is that? That is the ultimate. It's like the Grant kicked kick of destiny. Let's get that up to ninety miles an hour Ugh. with a little luck, a lot of hard work, and some a little bit of effort. Yeah, it's you're not, be tough. You, you don't. I'm get only getting older. I know. Okay, let's get it up to eighty-five. All right, you can get it up to eighty-five. All right, but hey, listen, I, I know you gotta get. I appreciate everything. Yeah, Rob, it's always good, good to see you, see. man. All right, all right. Good all right the try. great brother Babbalballer. Thank you. All right, yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. All right, Pap, thanks so much for swinging by. So, man, it's always fun. It's always a good time. All right. Lump in his head. He has a lump in his head. He doesn't know how it got there. Uh we appreciate good sport for doing that. Not a lot of guys would jump in the cage and try try to throw 85 miles an hour. So now we have uh we're going to have a special uh, some some guys. We have three mics. I don't know who want to take the mic. Uh here you go. They so just to set the scene in terms of my uh, my job, I guess it is. This is the Baseball Isn't Boring show. We're going to be on every single Saturday talking baseball starting on February 7th uh, 17th. I'm sorry. Last year, there was no sort of regular routine. This year, we are head first. Baseball Isn't Boring brand is red hot. WEI wanted to take advantage of this. So we are doing this every single Saturday. We've been doing the podcast, Baseball Isn't Boring podcast, Every single day at BB isn't boring. Go to socials, get the t-shirts, go to get some, certainly subscribe, 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 rate, review, all of it. All right. So all of this. Okay. But because I'm doing the baseball isn't boring podcast every single day, the Bradfoe show had to do something else. The Bradfoe show had to evolve into something else, but we needed a Red Sox dive head first Red Sox centric podcast like the Bradfoe show was. And the guys who I've turned the reins over to, and you already know this because everybody here at Winter Weekend has recognized them. They are the Play Tessie crew. What's going on? What's happening, Rob Bradford? Right. Gordo, you talk first. Gordo, say hello. What's up, Rob? Sammy, hello. This is Sammy,
4: and not Gordo. We don't sound alike. Okay, give Definitely your not. Give, give your Twitter or whatever.
5: You can follow Gordo at Boston Sports Gordo at. BOS. Okay. Sammy
4: at Hebe Hammer
2: 94. Okay, perfect. And Pat Brown, let's go.
5: Pat is Pat Brown nine five four on
1: Twitter.
2: Okay, okay, and and Coop is the man behind the scenes, and Coop, everyone knows Coop. Hey, what's up? No, yeah. I'm
4: I'm not new here. All
2: right, all right. Coop, everyone knows we love Coop. Coop. But uh, listen, this is the first time we there's a lot of firsts here. We had Jeff in Watertown as our first caller. We had the first time that in the history of Winter Weekend, where a former closer went over and tried to throw eighty five miles an hour. Which guys, well, that was delicious, right? That was that was delightful. That was cinema. <laughs> there you yeah. go. What it of a sneaky uh, sneaky? Yeah. Coop can throw harder. Well yeah, so that's the thing. I didn't want to say that to Pat, but a member of the play Tessie podcast, Coop, Coop actually threw what do you throw? 81? 82. Eighty one? Eighty two. Eighty two. 82. Okay. eighty, 80 two. 80, so you, I just want to put that on the you record. You threw harder did you think at any point in your life that you would wake up on a day? that you would be able to throw harder than Jonathan Papelbon.
4: Well, it's kind of like apropos, because my first ever Red Sox game at Fenway Park was Papelbon's debut as a rookie. Really? Yeah, so it's kind of like the mentor passing the torch. I don't know if that means that the Red Sox need a closer. I know Kenley's kind of firm right now, sort of not firm. Um, but if they need a replacement, I'm
2: I'm available. By the way, what we should have done, now I'm thinking through this, regrets of this show. It was I, I, no regrets about Pap, that was... In G, never, that never was, regrets. No, about no, that. that was that was that was one of the, the. I mean, when we look back at Winter Weekend, whether people know it or not, that's going to be the highlight right there. Forget about the recap. Him that also certainly, certainly, nothing important happened last night. No, nothing, <laughs> no, including no. like we, he still doesn't know how he got that bump on his head, which is a, <laughs> a, a sneaky great thing. But I should have had, I should have had. Christian Cassis and Nick Pavetta also came on. I should have had them all go over and try, try to hit a number on that thing. I feel like. Brian Abraham would have an issue with that. Yeah, Like, guys just cold, I don't throwing as hard as they can. I, so, it, what do we think Tristan could hit? Oh, but he would have done it, though. That's the yeah. point. Like, he would have done it. So, anyway, lessons learned for next winter weekend. All right. So, uh, you guys, like I said, play testy guys, Gordo, Sammy, Pat, Coop. I want everyone to go listen, subscribe, and get, get that out of the way. You guys have been doing a great job. It is, there is, it is such a great time to do what you guys are doing. I've said it to you guys a million times. You And now, in the winter weekend, the great thing is this is the first time. You've been here before. You've all been here before? Yep. Yeah, yeah okay. last year. Yeah, but this is the first time you're here in the official capacity of the official podcast and the WEI Red Sox. So um, how much have you been recognized here? A few times. We, we had someone say that
4: we're their favorite Red Sox podcast, which is amazing.
5: Yeah, no, we've we've gotten recognized like, well, it got to be like six, seven times like, bo- like by myself. You guys not there. I've been recognized for playtesting a few times. Yeah, walking into the tap last night, we got recognized. Yeah. Some guy gave us a little like,
3: hand over the mouth like playtesting. Yeah, it's, th- it's
5: always like that. It's like it's like they don't want to admit it. It's like. Go to Play Tessie. And it's like they walk by. Oh, that should like, be a thing. Though. And I'm like, no, no, no. Thank you. Like, I appreciate it. It should be that. like the like if
2: you own a Jeep because I just own a Jeep. Now I know there's like a sign. Like, go. Oh, you know this, right? Jeep wave. Well, Jeep wave, right? The Jeep wave. That's what you got to do the, the Play Tessie wave. Like a Play Tessie oh, whisper. I am full of ideas today. They are popping. And, and, and in fairness, though, a lot of people thought that Pat was Nick Ceriani when he walked. You're the that. only one who says that. It's, <laughs> I'm going to fight that
3: comparison
4: right. every time you bring it up. Real question, though. It's always Pat. It's always Pat that's
2: recognized. Why? Because it's traps. That's it. I mean, he's, listen. He's so we. Tyler O'Neill came in. One of the things. So there's a lot to get to in terms of your guys' interaction on Winter Weekend. Because I think that. It, the great thing about your guys' podcast is sort of you're the voice. Like, we've had other – it started – let's be honest. It started Section 10 with sort of the, the godfather yeah. of Red Sox fans podcast, and there's been a lot of great ones that have launched, and I think that one of this is another one that's happening. Uh, so when you guys are out and about, you guys see it through the prism of almost fans, and now you're dabbling with the inside of – you get the interviews and everything else. Um, you see Tyler O'Neill walk by – and you're like, oh, hey, you know, like Pat's staring him down. Pat's like trying to like bow up on him, right? Pat's
5: ready to arm wrestle every time. What's, what? What we was your? That.
2: So that's that's the question. The first question. Tyler O'Neill. First impressions when you saw him. He's a unit. That's a big man. <laughs> but he's that's not a, tall,
3: though. No, I, no, I was expecting. He's
5: a brick. Yeah. He's a brick, girthy guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I believe in Pat. If it, if that were to, if we we're ever to set that up like an arm wrestling match or anything like that. I, if you go to our social, we, we posted a picture. It's our album cover. We look great. At Play Tassi. At Play Tassi. But the one who looks the best, Pat in the middle, he's wearing a long sleeve shirt, but the biceps just, they, they bulge right through it. Your brand has never been hotter, Pat. Uh, this is the ego boost I did
4: not
2: need. Yeah, kind
4: of uh, rude for Pat to take the spotlight with the muscles in that picture. Uh, we were all so excited, and then we zoomed in, and we were like, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's any all anyone's going to see.
2: All right, so we got to take a break in a second here. But th- before we do, really, really quick, the overall
5: perception of the scene here compared to last year. Gordo, you first. Uh, you know, I think it's a little bit quieter. I think it was a little bit more lighthearted just because of, of the event that they had this year compared to last ooh, year. Oh, because of PAP. Because of PAP. Pap yeah, yeah, it's all because of PAP. And PAP was amazing. I, I laughed. The entire time, I thought it was a great show. I hope they run it back. I don't know if they will, but I hope they do. I don't think they will. Yeah, (laughs) no. It's great to see all the fans. Like everyone here, it's kind of like a reunion of sorts. Like everyone, like even though that's That's what I said. I think the biggest thing is it's a sense of community, right? This whole everyone here, part of one big community. Yeah, one big Red Sox community. Sammy,
4: what do you think? I agree with Gordo, but one thing I'd add is when, you know, ownership came on stage, it kind of felt like you could cut the tension with a knife, and that's something that. I felt a little bit last year, but it's definitely ratcheted up a little bit this year.
2: Well, I think that also that there was that expectation. Like, the yes. boos last year were very organic. Now I think probably some people went there, hey, I'm going to win a weekend. and I'm going to
5: boo. You know, that, that's,
2: that's a thing.
4: Not as loud as I thought they would be, no, to be totally honest. No,
5: but because, you know, I don't think. it's not as much opportunity for yeah, it.
4: Yeah, yeah. How about you, Pat? Yeah, no, I
3: would agree. I think pretty similar to last year overall. But I think the comments that came out prior to the beginning about the payroll and everything I yeah, think it kind amazing. of
2: there was a sad trombone. yeah,
3: I think it kind of ramped
2: up the booze and everything like that, but pretty similar to last year, I would say all right we 're going to talk about when we come back we 're going to talk about your interactions with the players. Uh, they are human beings, uh, particularly one what Pat got a chance to meet his hero, his Red Sox hero is not who you might expect. But there's a lot to talk about with the Play Tessie guys. Again, Play Tessie podcast, the, the, pod, the official podcast of WEI Red Sox coverage. Obviously, this is the Baseball is a Boring podcast slash radio show, which is going to be on every single week. We are live at Winter Weekend. I'm Rob Bradford, and here's
1: what's trending.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
0: Baseball isn't boring on WEEI.
1: Boston's Sports Original.
2: All right, everybody, we're back. Winter weekend. Baseball isn't boring. The great Dennis Akersley walking by. Oh, man. One of my favorites. One of my favorites. Looking good as ever. Absolute legend. Uh, Absolute. We got the Play Tessie guys here. Gordo, Sammy, Pat, Coop, the whole crew. Play Tessie, the official Red Sox podcast of WEI. Baseball isn't boring, of course, part of that family. Baseball isn't boring. We do it every day. You guys do it a lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. a lot. And now the great thing is, fellas, is that thanks to Winter Weekend, is you're going to have a whole lot more guests on because you have become friends of the people you might want to interview, correct? Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. so let's start with people who have, you have met that have been impactful over the last 24 or so hours. That obviously, for a lot of people here, you're talking about the Red Sox. All these people, a lot of these people get a chance to meet these Red Sox players, these Red Sox alumni. Like I said, Dennis Eckersley just walked by, Ortiz was here earlier. This was a great chance to interact, the autographs and everything else. But for the podcasters, this is important because this is networking, this is setting the stage for what's going
5: to be an awesome season for you guys. Gordo, I'll start with you. Well, the, the beauty of winter weekend. These guys are—they're human. Like you, 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 go to the <laughs> event and they get introduced, and, and all the fans here are here to see them, and they get standing ovations, and like they're larger than life figures because they're the Boston Red Sox. But after you go get get dinner, you go to the bar, and th- you know they're they're just people. They're just walking around just like, like all of us. You just have a conversation with them. They're great guys. Yeah, you realize that Jonathan Papelbon, like the rest of us, Papelbon
2: is wait, like all of us. like all of us, he'll wake up with a big knot in his head and not know how it got there. Yeah, just like any of us. Like any of us. I mean, I think yeah. that one of the four of you actually that happened to last night. I'm not going dis- to just reveal who it was, but uh, which, which, by the way, like, did you meet Wade Boggs, Sammy? No, I didn't. You looked at me. I didn't hit my head yesterday.
4: I swear. No, not I know, this time. But
2: immediately, I immediately thought of uh, being overserved the night before the Saturday.
4: No, I, I did look for Wade Boggs. I think that would have been really cool if I could have told him how like that quick interaction. Change things for yeah, me. Yeah,
2: I'll, I'll sum that up real quick. So Sammy met Wade Boggs. He asked him the question that everyone wants to ask, which is the most important, best cure for a hangover. And he said scrambled eggs and chocolate fell.
4: Yeah, and I appreciate you saying I was overserved. That makes me sound better than just you know
2: I mean, had a rough night. It's, it's not your fault. I'm bobbing and weaving my way through this. Appreciate that. All right, Sammy, what do you got? What's your what's your best interaction? So a
4: while back, we spoke with Zach Kelly about a bullpen celebration because the dugout has their celebration, and we said the uh, the bullpen's kind of neglected. In that regard, so we're hammering out the details. I don't want to reveal too much, but there's going to be a an interesting celebration that we're working on for the Red Sox this the
2: year. The play, Tessie, is is workshopping this for the bullpen. Yeah, yeah,
4: it, it's a co-op. We're doing it together. Oh, for, for a with, co-op with. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. yeah. We're collaborating with them.
2: So, so obviously, I don't think this is anything seedy or anything else. Last night at Tap, which is a sports bar here at MGM. Um, we are all hanging out and, and Zach Kelly or we'll get to the other player in a second who is hanging out with us Zach Kelly who is friend of many podcasts friend of Baseball's and Boring podcasts. he was just on with Tyler Stevenson the Reds catcher which by the way you should go back and listen to that episode because he revealed that if Tyler Stevenson his 30 home runs, Tyler Stevenson has agreed to buy a sauna for Zach Kelly, which is science, and I don't know why that happens, but mm-hmm. that is a fact. So everyone marked out on their calendar, Tyler Stevenson, Reds catcher, hits 30 home runs, he has to buy a sauna for Zach Kelly. Anyway, so Zach Kelly's hanging out with you guys last night, and that's what you're doing. You're, you're constantly working.
4: Yeah, I mean, he's a regular dude. Like Gordo said, it's, it's cool when you're insane people like us who just watch every Red Sox game, every pitch. You see these guys play on the field, and then you're just standing next to them having a drink and chatting. They're normal people, and that's, I feel like we have to be reminded of that sometimes. Well,
2: the ultimate test of that was when Pat got a chance to meet his ultimate hero. Mm-hmm. David Ortiz, nope. Um, Tristan Cassis, nope. Rafael Devers, nope. The old, like There was one person, and I'm not even lying about this. There was one person that Pat Brown of the Play Tessie podcast wanted to meet, was idolized and talked about on many podcasts and said, if I get a chance to meet this person, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to melt. And last night, approximately at about 10.30 p.m. in MGM at, at the Tap, at the tap uh, restaurant, Pat Brown got a chance to meet his hero. Who was that?
3: Yep, last night I came face-to-face with the man that I make sure to scream his name into the mic every single episode at the most inopportune times. I met Chris Murphy last night.
2: Chris Murphy. Chris Murphy.
5: Right.
3: Chris Murphy. Uh, yeah. Cool, dude. We talked for what felt like hours. We had a couple adult beverages together. And, yeah, we're best friends. <laughs>
4: You guys, you guys exchanged contacts. That's no, a no, 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 hold
2: on. Don't spoil that for me because that's, that's oh. my part of the story. Uh, so so you, I mean, you, you ended up talking to him for an hour or something like that, right? It, I have never. Yeah, no, he hung around uh, with us for a long time. Did you, did you just uh, – do you like I said with Breslow on the podcast the other day when we finished the conversation, it felt like the Will Ferrell scene in old school where he just blacked out? <laughs> it just starts you, and it you, ends. You have no idea you, how long you, it takes. You just blacked out, didn't you?
3: <laughs> yeah, it was like, hey. I was like, oh, my God, Chris Murphy. And then it felt like days later. He was like, right,
2: I'm going to head out. Good meeting you. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Sounds did, good. It, did it feel when you, when you turned around and saw Chris Murphy, did it feel like you thought it would you, that you dreamed it would?
3: I saw him because I saw you make a face. And I was like, oh, wow, God, what's he looking at? <laughs> so I turned and looked, and I just see Chris Murphy just hand up looking around. And I just,
2: like, my knees buckled. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> 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 Which, by the way, if we, we're talking about the Red Sox season, if nothing else, I think if I could put bets, if I could do the Jonathan Bappel bond betting continuum, I would say, who are the two pitchers who will have the best spring trainings? It is Zach Kelly and Chris Murphy, because we pumped them up so much last night. It's like, good for you, though. Good for yeah. you for meeting your idol. Yeah, there we go. So my story with that was Chris Murphy, uh, you guys smartly said with both of a, hey, you will have coming on a podcast. You've had... Uh, Brett and bread Arduino on the podcast. Who else have you had? Me on the podcast. Zach 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 Kelly on the podcast. Schreiber Schreiber on the podcast. This is going to be a lot of people. This this podcast is red hot. But so because when you talk to Chris, he said you say hey, he will like oh like anytime anytime. Which by the way, you melted you you basically fainted, (laughs) weak in the knees. And so I I immediately said okay hey listen you know I I have all your guys numbers. I have his number. I'll give you guys don't don't worry about it Pat. I'll give you Chris Murphy's number. I'll pass it on. So it was done, right? It's fine. That's cool. That's cool. Okay, this goes talking. Next thing I know, literally ten seconds later, Pat's almost like shielding me away, (laughs) like saying, "So, uh, I I need to get your number." Like, (laughs) like, what? what It was so. It was. This was the epitome of hero worship, where it's like this. This had to
5: punctuate your your worshiping. Chris Murphy getting his phone number. You know what, yeah. Rob? One thing my nana used to always tell me is if you don't ask, you can't get. If he, Yeah, he, and he asked, and he got it. He got it. But did your nana also understand that sometimes you're going to get things when it's, they're promised to you. It might just take about a half an hour to get. You know, I think if I could go inside her mind, she would just ask and just get it done. <laughs> All right. Well, no, no, so the, the context here
0: is
3: <laughs> Chris is like, oh, yeah. So first he was like, if I come on, will it ruin the bit? I said, ruin the bit. It's going to liven the bit up exponentially. You have to come on. He's like, all right, cool. Like, I'll give you my number. Like, let, like, we'll set it up. I was already pulling out my phone. And then Rob was like, I'll give him your number. Or
2: you could have you put the phone back in the pocket. And
3: then he was like, yeah, just shoot me a text. He was like, shoot me a text right now. Rob did not give me his number. He was like, all right, fine.
2: So then I, what's your number? Did you shoot him a text 330? Did you, make, did you make sure you get him home, home all right, Chris? No, no, no. I did text him. Oh, when you he did? did oh. I did text him last night. Uh, <laughs> Just no, like homesick? when he
3: told me to text him, he, we were still at the tap. Oh, I texted oh. him so he had my number. I, it
2: wasn't like it wasn't like four like a.m. Did you yeah. sl- did you sleep well last night? Except like-,
3: like a no no no. Did you ask Chris Murphy? Did, did you oh, text him? No, I didn't. I haven't
2: texted him today. <laughs> 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 Busy morning. <laughs> All right, so uh, it was a good night, and, and so now you get through last night. It was a uh, how would last night rate in terms of your your life and as podcaster fans? Very high. All as right.
5: podcasters, like. Top's okay. It, it's our first winter weekend together yeah. as a as I a know. true podcast. Yeah,
2: and like we said, you're being recognized and everything. So now we morphed to Saturday, and Saturday's a little bit different. Some people are talking about scrambled eggs and chocolate milk. Some people are getting knots in their head and they don't understand how they happen. Some people are going to all these great panels with the with the players. They're getting interactions. We're doing interviews and everything else. It's a little bit different. You guys have been milling about. Um, so I'll start with you, Gordo. From from the Play Tessie podcast perspective, what was today like? And you can talk
5: about the vibe, whatever you want to talk about. You know, I, we, we talked to a lot of fans today, and, you know, I, I sort of expected when I'm, when I'm asking people about their outlook on the season, like after they heard the comments from yesterday, read, read on Twitter what, what ownership and, and leadership told the media beforehand, and, you know, heard, obviously, the comments live at the show, I, I figured they w- there would be some anger, and, like, people would be ready to, get, to like, deliver yeah. hot takes, but it was more so just, like, I think, that, like, things can be fine. I just want them to be good. Like, please just let them be good. It wasn't, like, there was no anger and well, fire when talking to us. It's like when you buy the ticket,
2: right, despite the booze, when you buy the ticket, you're almost buying for, like, a I'm stepping into this building and I'm going to try to find the optimism. And, and, and I understand last night there was people, like we said, it was a rite of passage to boo. I don't think that was it. probably as organic as it was last year. That was organic. Yeah. You can't replicate what happened no, last year. No, and, and I think that that's really probably what some people were trying to do. Sure. yesterday. Right, right. 100%. But, but I, I'm with you. The, the people who have come up. They're like, is there a chance they can be good? Like, that's, that's my overall. Is there a chance they could be good? I'm yes. like, yes. sure?
5: <laughs> no, that's, exactly, that's yeah. exactly what we're getting from people, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. All right, Sammy, what do you got?
4: So now that we're officially play Tessie, I'm always concerned about making a good first impression on people I meet in and around the game. So moments before he came on, I met Jonathan Papelbon. However, I didn't see him coming, and I have dry eye from the cold weather, so I put in eye drops. And it, I have to believe that Jonathan Papelbon thought I had just stopped crying or something when I met him. So it was very embarrassing for me. I'm praying he didn't notice. I hope he doesn't hear this. I, I think that of, of the things that he's going to remember from winter weekend, that's probably not going to be in the top three. That was my train of thought as well. So I hope you're right on that. And, yeah, so that, it, it, it's good, though. Uh, like Gordo said, I feel a little bit more optimistic. Do you really? Sl-
2: very ever so slightly. Put up. So this is what you should do you should put up a poll in the play at play testing. Say if you went to winter weekend, do you feel more optimistic, less optimistic, the same? It's it's weird because winter weekend starts and the
4: first thing we hear is, hey, the payrolls going down. So we're already kind of like behind the eight ball in terms of optimism. But then you spend all the time around the players and the fans and you can't help but feel a little bit better. So that's a tough one. That's a tough one, and it's a good idea to do a
5: poll. We should do that. Well, also th- th- not to mention, like ten minutes or what, fifteen minutes ago, Pap's talking about the ace in the hole. It's like, what do you know, Pap? Well, it, well he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't know. <laughs> I mean, he has no idea.
2: I mean, it's it's this is this is like again, Dave is good at a lot of things. I would never want him to be my GM ever. <laughs> I would. And so, but it also believe me, Jonathan Papelbon, baseball's a boring gambling expert. As close as he was to that Phillies bet. I can tell you, he wasn't close to a lot of things. Yeah, is
4: he really a gambling expert, or is he just gamble no. a lot? No, <laughs> I
2: said no, no. And so I said, this is one of the great. This is why I hired him as the baseballs and boring gambling expert because you don't have to be right. Okay, you yeah, have yeah. to be entertaining and like gambling. That's that's a that's a tale as old as time. I mm. mean, that's 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 science. So, all right, Pat. Well, what's your Saturday been
3: like? It's been good. It's been a really good experience. Uh, Sammy's being coy, though. He said he's feeling a little bit better. We were just standing off to the side of the stage before we came on, and he was like, hear me out. He's like, if Giolito bounces all the way back, (laughs) (laughs) I feel pretty good. Tongue in cheek, tongue in cheek. And then joking around, I was like, yeah, Poppy looks pretty slim, too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did Did you really say that? Yes, yes. But that, I, but I, heard, it. I don't, heard it. Don't shy away from it. That's, again. This is what this is what we're
4: talking but about. This is, this is what I have to do. Like I said, we're all crazy fans. I have to find a way to talk myself into success being a possibility. So Giolito is where I start with that.
5: And you know what, Rob? There's two times to do that. It's it's winter weekend and spring training. That's the time to do it. Yeah. Talk I, yourself into anything. I, I
2: would say this, but here's here. I'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit, and my one of my I've gone on a couple of rants today. One of my rants was, you know, one of the things that they did by, by pr- proclaiming what they proclaimed, uh, starting when Heim left and then hiring and full throttle and everything else, is that they were banking on using that as the business model to come back. This is a, there's two things, right? There's the performance and then there's the business model. Mm-hmm. They were freaked out about the business model. I think that that's why they weren't as honest as they were yesterday, last night, even in the day before yesterday uh, because when they're going through that, the business model, they're still hope, hoping, holding out hope, hey, we can salvage this, we can salvage this. But no matter what they do, and they could be good, who knows? They could get some good players, who knows? But no matter what they do, it's now definitively going to be an uphill battle in terms of perception. Can we all agree on that? Oh, yep. my God, yeah. Yep. Right. And, and so even if they go undefeated in spring training, Even if they sweep the series, the first series, it is an uphill battle because people, they they have been told that this year isn't necessarily the year that they're saying, you know, this is going to be the best year. No. As Craig Breslow said in the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast, this year, this approach is not predictive of how they're going to the other approach. You know what people do like? They like... What is going to be predictive, what they're saying is going to be different, which is a year from now, two years ago, what the Dodgers are doing. And that's what they like. That's what gets people excited. And that's also, by the way, what makes people invest their money, invest their time, invest their attention, and invest their fandom. But in the meantime, what the play guys can do is play into what you guys do so well is play into the passion of whatever else is going on. I don't know where you want to go from there. There's another rant for you. That's it. No. You're like yes yes, <laughs> yes, 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 sir. No yeah. notes. Yes, no sir. No, no notes. No. That was good. No, Agreed. Sir. All right. Well, all I can tell you is that it has been, like I said, to come back the winter weekend. It's it's been a great sense of community. And another part of this, and I want you guys to do this. I want you guys to name some of the people from the podcast that you that we've got a chance to hang out. Uh, for, we're very fortunate. I have a big platform, thanks to Odyssey, thanks to WEI, thanks to all the stations at Odyssey. You guys have a big platform because of WEI, but not a lot of these great, great podcasts, Red Sox podcasts have that opportunity. I'm going to start you, there's probably three that you can mention of guys who are here. You can go first quarter. who do you want to give a shout out? what podcast? What podcast of guys who are here who do Red Sox
5: podcasts? Oh, okay, okay, yeah, Or yeah, even yeah.
2: do good Red Sox work. Well,
5: no, I want to give a shout-out to, to the show we go with uh, Andrew Parker and Ed Hand. They, has, they started this offseason, and uh, I want to say Chris goes on there a bunch, too, and they do an awesome job. They do interviews with tons of Red Sox minor leaguers. Like, if you want to get to know the system and and get to know them like on a deeper level than like their their minor league stats or their projectability or whatever like get to know them as people like those guys do a great job on, on that show they grind like they they're awesome guys and we've, we've been hanging out with them and we get to see them now hopefully every year at winter weekend and they've become good friends of ours and appreciate them and they do awesome work.
2: again the reason i'm doing that because all these people are here the people you mentioned they're all here they're all milling about and it's all part of that community and sammy you got one Yeah, I mean, that was going to be mine. So I'll pivot. This isn't really a
4: podcast. It's a a YouTuber, and I see him about to throw the the ball to the radar gun. Red Seat Radio. Corbin's over there. Great YouTube channel. I think his best strength is consistency. He's churning out content. I told him that last year. I said, you're the only guy who's consistently churning out content. Now he's got company (laughs) with us. But Red Seat Radio on YouTube I really like.
3: Yeah, Uh, he's great. He's great. All right, Pat, you got one? Those are the two I had on the top (laughs) of my mind. But I will shout out uh, Chris Cotillo. Yeah. All right, Chris. All right, That's all right. All
2: right. we got to get a little break. I'm
3: kidding. We, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a sympathy. He's in a walking boot.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we, 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 we got we to go to a break. All right, you guys hang around for one more segment before we leave. Yes, you sir. got it. Yeah. All, right. All, right. all right, The play testy, guys, the play testy podcast the official. Red Sox podcast of WEI. I'm Rob Bradford of the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast. And now the Baseball Isn't Boring show we're live from winter weekend be back right after this
0: from the Rubenstein Law Studios 1-800-BOS-LEGAL this is (laughs) WEEI baseball isn't boring with Brad Foe on (laughs) WEEI
2: segment, Baseball's Boring Show, live from Winter Weekend. I'm Rob Bradford. I'm with the Play testing guys. The Play Tessie guys being Gordo. Sammy, Pat, and Coop, obviously from the Play Tessie podcast, the official Red Sox podcast for WEI, part of our Odyssey family, part of our podcast family, also a podcast that I contribute to whenever they need me, and whenever they ask, and whenever I want, basically, so thank you for that, so whenever you. whenever, you know, I, I, I speak to a nation for baseball, but whenever I want to speak to
5: the, the core I want to get through the play-testing guys. So there you go. And you know, you're whenever you want, you're oh, always really? welcome to come on. Oh, we're okay. no, We are not. We're nowhere without Rob Bradford. Well, that that's is the truth. truth. That's uh, just that the is truth. True.
2: All right. Well, I guess thanks. There you go. I that's mean, you truth. were in, last night. That was the case. You were nowhere without me. Your, your night would have been half
5: as fun without me. I wouldn't have met Chris Murphy. Like uh, that's what I meant. I know. You would in uh, in. You could slash it down a little more than that. Really? But, come on, Chris Murphy makes the night. Well, Zach Kelly bro. Oh, actually, yeah. Pat did good at the casino too. I don't know. Maybe oh, really? Yeah, I Pat, did. Pat, did, Pat I, did well. Yeah, Pat I did, did
2: well. Any players out there? Mingling uh, about? Yeah, we,
3: me and Cooper at uh, the roulette table, and then like toward like the very end of the night. Yeah, and all I hear is throw it
2: all on red, and we turn it. Zach Kelly just throwing <laughs> the casino. <laughs> Sounds was cool. Uh, all right, so how are we gonna? In, in this is last segment. And I appreciate everybody. Everybody who's here. Everybody who's been listening. Everybody. Uh, at winter weekend. It's, it's been good. And, and, and it makes me excited for spring training. That's right around the corner. I hope that you guys are, do come down there because, if nothing else, I need someone to do a, a podcast at Twin Peaks with. Because I don't know if you know this Joe Kelly and Rick Porcello no longer play for the team. Yeah. So, what? yeah, yeah. Oh. Those are the days, man. Doug knows. Doug Lane, who's here, engineer extraordinaire, he knows. Those were the days, weren't they, Doug? Oh, the, the podcast at Twin Peaks with Joe Kelly and Rick Porcello. Especially when Joe is drinking. He, Joe doesn't drink anymore. That's in Chapter Seven. You can buy it for game, <laughs> game. All right. So, uh, but yeah. So I just want to get your sort of over. We've gone through the weekend. We've gone through all of it. Now is the time. Now is the meat and potatoes. The play, Tessie. Take on where you, what you feel about with the Red Sox right now. Whether it's you think they're going to make a move, they're not going to make a move, we're happy, we're not happy, whatever. And, and before you go, I'll just say this. I, one of my rants that you can listen to on the Odyssey app or WEI.com, I said, here, here's the thing. They, they were very interested in Jordan Hicks, okay? Let's use Jordan Hicks as a jumping off point. That's okay. That would have been okay. It's actually not a terrible idea because he's a 27-year-old free agent who throws real hard, which is what they're looking for. You've got to get creative, and you don't have the absolute certainty because you've got to go from the bullpen to the rotation. But it's not a terrible idea. It's not like you not have to spend some money. You have to spend some money, but you're not spending the Jordan Montgomery money, not spending the Blake Snell money. And it's not like the one- or two-year deal that you probably have to give James James Paxton or someone like that. And I'm nothing against James Paxton. But my point is, is that that's sort of the level which people should be accepting and that should be okay the problem is we're dealing with such extremes here that people aren't accepting something like that and they won't accept it anyway that's my overall take on the current state of the
5: red sox go ahead gordo you know you you talked about creativity and i think that's where this all starts because you're not going to be able to please the fan base there's nothing that they're going to be able to do with the expectation they've set financially that is going to please the fans. Which, base. by the
2: way, when you say that, not to interrupt, the expectation that they set financially at two ends of the spectrum. Right. The the new expectation. Right. I mean, there, there was there was the the, the the two extremes
5: of expectations that they set at the beginning and now now. Right. So, like understanding that you're not going to be able to please your fan base, you gotta just you gotta do something creative because if you just stick to like certainty and floor, you're not going to get anywhere because the team's just not good enough. That, and when, they, when you say they're interested in a guy like Jordan Hicks it, as a starting pitcher, that tells me that even though they say they love strike throwing, I think they think that it's something that's teachable and they're going to prioritize velocity. velocity and stuff. And I come back to this guy all the time, but there is one guy who is all velocity, all stuff, lacks command, and has some injury issues a la Jordan Hicks. Did, and I,
2: do, a, did I just co-author a
5: book with him? No, but oh, that's okay. a, that's all a right. good example. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> Go. Who is it? All gas, no brakes. Edward Edward Cabrera. That, ah. That's the guy. And I know, they've we've talked about Edward Cabrera. They've talked about Edward Cabrera. Like the Marlins have talked about trading Edward Cabrera. He makes no money. Like he's on a minimum salary, so not gonna not gonna shake any whatever financially. Like that'll be fine. If they're after a guy like Hicks, I don't see why they wouldn't be willing to put together a reasonable package for Edward Cabrera. He's not gonna he's not gonna cost. One of your top three prospects, which, based on all of their comments, like obviously everything before that indicated they weren't going to trade those guys, but obviously we're, we're more certain now than ever that they're not going to trade those guys. I think that's a good thing. But Edward Cabrera is a guy who's got a super high ceiling, great velocity, great stuff. Like if he puts it together, you can teach that guy to throw, for, throw strikes, get that first pitch strike.
2: All right. I mean, Edward, Edward Cabrera, World Series back on. Yep. Let it be said, let it be done. <laughs> Sammy.
4: Uh, Gordo said it right there. Ceiling. That's what I'm looking at. I don't think they're going to get anyone who's solidified as a, a number one, a number two, maybe not even a number three. But you look at a guy like Cabrera, and you could say the same thing about Hicks. There's something there. And with the new pitching infrastructure, I think that's a good way to go about it. Is it my first choice? Definitely not. Is it my second choice? Maybe not my second choice either. But it could work. So that's what I'm looking at, a high upside guy, someone with stuff. I know people hate that term, stuff. Um, so Edward Cabrera makes a lot of sense. Hicks would have made sense. There's other names we can go over, but I'm hoping for the just upside get one.
2: Point. Just get one guy who you feel like has some upside and put him in there. You're not. Uh, this isn't Jordan Montgomery. This isn't Blake Snell. Get one guy that you can get some have some hope behind.
4: Yeah, one guy like that, and then a safety net because we saw what happens last year when you lose multiple starters and you got to do multiple openers in a week, and then the bullpen gets burnt out. It really adds up. So I'm looking at an upside guy. And I'm looking at a depth guy. And I'm not even sure that's going to happen, but that's my hope. All right, Pat, what do
3: you got? Yeah. I mean, kind of going off of what they've been saying, I think the thing most people are frustrated about is how easy it seems on paper to make the team, I'm not even saying like Snell Montgomery, just competent moves to build a good roster. Like if you add in GLEW innings eater, there's some upside. If you trade for Cabrera, that's your back end starter with really high upside. And then you add in what Clevenger, someone like that. And then Adam Duvall is not the flashiest move, and we've kind of talked about that before. But that being said, like Duvall, and then you get two more rotation pieces. That's a solid roster without, A, blowing up the farm and really expanding payroll. So I think right now on paper, the three of us don't feel necessarily great moving in, but I think it's there's very easy ways without kind of going those two ways. All right.
2: One more thing. Yeah.
4: Can we just bring back Justin Turner?
2: Oh, please. Please. Okay. Just do it. (laughs) it Let it be said, let it be done. Done. Uh, You know who the big winner today was? Tell me. The game of baseball. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. All right, guys. Play Tessie at play tessie subscribe to play tessie the podcast uh they are just getting going and this was a momentous occasion in the play history of play tessie today this weekend and this this broadcast thanks guys appreciate it all right uh that is sammy gordo Pat, and coop i am rob bradford it's been a ton of fun here winter weekend and uh i want to thank everybody who came on tristan Cassis. Nick Pavetta and our thief Jonathan Papelbon. If you want to go, go to my social media account at Bradfoe to check out Jonathan Papelbon. The bet that I had, a $100 that he could hit 85 or that I didn't think he could hit 85 or better. He went over 30 feet away from us where they're having the radar gun. And, well, you're going to have to go to my social media account to find out exactly how hard Jonathan Papelbaum can throw. Justin Turpin, thanks so much. Behind the glass, doing an excellent job. He's a jack of all trades. He's a star. Speaking of stars, Doug Lane could be reunited. He'll be reunited soon down in Fort Myers. So I appreciate everything that he does here. Thank you to everybody who gathered around, listened, called. And, uh, like I said, February 17th, every single Saturday, baseball isn't boring on the radio. But in the meantime, at BB isn't boring. Go, subscribe, rate, review, and listen. All right. Baseball isn't boring. Thanks, everybody.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?